Intentional Living is here to help the best we can, try to share some things that will be uh, biblically based, but also focusing on living intentionally, which is doing that next right one thing. If anything, I just want to help you think some things through. And uh, that's why we're here uh, taking your calls. We'll get to our calls here in a moment. If you would like to join me on an upcoming show, uh, you're welcome to call. Leave your comment at 888-888-1717. Just say, hey, Stephen, I'd like to talk to Randy. Uh, tell us what your question is, leave your phone number, and he'll get back to you, okay? And uh, we'll get you set up here. Uh, because here's what we believe. We're a community, and uh, nowadays, in the world in which we're living today, it's more confusing than other uh, ever. And I think sometimes we just need to have someone we can, as a brother in Christ, to talk to. Uh, so I'm happy to do that. Um, as a brother in Christ, Whatever it is, maybe you're trying to make a decision, you're wrestling with something in your life, you just want to share something that's going on that's positive in your life, uh, as you would with your brother, here to do that from our Intentional Living Center and talk about these principles of intentional living, how they work and the difference they can make and encourage you on your journey. So you're welcome to give us that call at 888 And let me go to Rod, first in Michigan. Hey, Rod, how you doing today? Really good. How are you, Brother Randy? Good. Appreciate your call. Go right ahead. Uh, you got a question? Or it looks hey. like you got, want to share a comment of some sorts. Yeah, you know, I, I've been a listener here for about a year, and I just wanted to encourage you because a lot of the things that people uh, bring in and they question, uh, you've given such great biblical sound advice to them, and uh, that's so needed, as you said. And I think sometimes... I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm sure that uh, you get a little burned out, and we all can do that after uh, giving so much in ministry. Uh, I think we all need encouragement. I'm just calling to encourage you. That's the first thing. Is thank you, I really Rod. appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's, and, uh, we do need that, and uh, thank you for your sensitivity. Appreciate it. Yeah, and the, the other thing is I've, I've heard a couple of calls from parents dealing with grown kids, and my wife and I have been married 47 years, and one of, one of the things we found out, even after our kids were grown, the best prayer that we have found that we can pray for in regards to their life is, you know, we as parents, uh, we did our best while they were growing as young children, and yeah, we made mistakes, everybody does as a parent, and you, you uh, spoke to one lady, you know, let yourself off the book a little bit, you can only do the best you can do, but uh, one of the best prayers that they could pray for their grown uh, child, whether they're still in the house or whatever, is God bring somebody into their life that can speak to their life in a way that I can, that will really relate to them, and God will work a miracle. That's right. Because sometimes, uh, as a parent, we're the last one they want to listen, but someone else in their own sphere may have more impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 think you know, man. Their parents they should listen to me. Right? You may yeah. want to rethink that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's powerful. Yeah. So you guys have been married forty seven years. 
Um, Correct. What advice do you give to a young parent that's getting started and they have that preteen and from all your years of experience, what would you say to them? Uh, spending time as a family doing things together, making memories is so important because when it comes down to the serious things of life, if they're going to go away to college or they're going to go away to a workplace or whatever, they're not going to get that Christian influence uh, that they're accustomed to day to day in a home environment where it's close. But they're going to remember it. Even if they tend to stray sometimes, they're going to know that their safe place is your house. That's good. Your home. That's good. Keep that, that keep that door too. open with your your kids. They know you're always there for them. That's yeah, right. It's powerful. And All right. Well, I appreciate so, that's a great great reminder. I appreciate your call today. Thank you, Rod, for your encouragement, and thanks for listening there in Michigan. You bet. I and I will continue to pray for you, brother. All right. Thank you. That that means a lot to me. We do need each other, don't we? We need each other. And uh, so at this stage in my life, when I think about just being your brother in Christ or an uncle in Christ or maybe a grandfather, old enough to be many of your grandfathers, uh, a big grandfather to many of you, uh, <laughs> happy to just uh, share with you what, uh, what I've learned and from years of experience and counseling and working with people and being a dad and a grandparent and uh, knowing that our intentional living message is really very straightforward and and it's life-changing, making the decision, doing the next right one thing and decluttering our lives and giving God the glory changes our lives. Uh, let me go to Chris, and then we'll take a break. But Chris is next in Kansas. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Okay, how are you? Good, good. What's your question today? Um, my question would be, um, um, me and my wife have been trying to help with with help to, to keep the house we're living in mm-hmm. um my question would be maybe i'm not asking asking our our lord for maybe i'm not asking him the right questions or i'm not praying the right way well let me my ask question, let me ask you a question or two are you saying you want to stay in the house is it a financial decision are you and your wife wanting to stay in the house or do you have a disagreement about staying in the house you know, we we want to. We took over the house payment for my sister in law and her and her boyfriend because they moved to Florida. Okay, and his uh, another financial company bought his loan, and they're you know they're him hauling around for whatever reason. And I've been praying every day for for help to you know. So we don't have to move for the sake of my children. I like to keep them in the same uh-huh. school. So it's really a, it's really more of it. a financial issue. Um, a little bit, yes. But I'm, I keep praying. I mean, maybe I'm not asking or praying or asking the right questions. Well, let, let to pray for. Let me. Well, I, I can hear that because I think uh, I'm a little confused. Uh, you, you're in the house. Why would you have to move? Yeah. Well, there. Um, excuse me, I'm getting a little choked up. Um, cause they're the other place that bought the loan is they're wanting to just sell the house. Well, my, 
get close enough to a brother that wants, wants to sell to us, but for some reason, um, this other company is is kind of jerking him around with um, like paperwork and whatever they sent in, saying they didn't get this and that. Okay. And do, you, do you have a, or does your brother, this is your brother-in-law or your brother? In-law. Okay, does your brother-in-law have an attorney involved? Does he have a real estate attorney or someone who's an expert in real estate helping him? That, I'm not sure. They're just, they're telling us, they're, they're telling us the, the bare minimum. They don't want to give us the bad news, but, you know, you just get that feeling that, you know, something is, is just not okay. right. So I'm kind of getting, getting worried. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I hear you. I mean, are you making bad. the payments on it? You've been making payments? Yes. For how long? Uh, we've been there two years. So for two years, you've been making the house payment and with the yeah. assumption that you would be taking it over and it's just been delayed, delayed, delayed. Now you see a crisis. Maybe that's not going to happen, basically. Right. Okay. That's, All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That that helps me. Uh, I think a couple of things, uh, uh, Chris, and I say this as a brother in Christ, keep praying. But you also need to take some action. Prayer is great. You need to pray. God, I hope you'll, we, we want to stay here. Would you intervene in this whole situation to make it possible for us to stay here? But then I would also, if it were me, as a brother in Christ, I'd say, Chris, listen, call your brother-in-law and say, let's get an attorney involved. Let's, let's, get, a, let's get a real estate expert involved. Let's get someone involved who can help sort through what's going on here and see if this could be fixed or solved. And what is it going to take? To me, this is sort of like waking up in the morning and knowing you have something wrong with your body. You know you got a physical problem. You don't know what it is. Is it cancer? Is it my heart? You want to pray about it, but you also want to go see your doctor. You want to understand what it is because God uses doctors. He uses lawyers. He uses people. But ultimately, our attitude is, God, you're in charge. Whatever comes of this, I give it to you. But uh, it would be foolish not to go talk to someone who's an expert in real estate, real estate law, or, or mortgages, and whatever it is that you're all facing, and see if this thing can be resolved. I mean, that's a sensible thing to do, and then give it to God. Does that make, does that make sense, Chris? It does. Yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah, and I and I think obviously because you're you're saying that right now it's your brother-in-law that owns the house, or at least it's right, under his yeah. name, and so he's probably going to have to take the lead on it. Um, but uh, if that were me, and I'd spent two years making payments, assuming I was going to take over the house and this is where I want to live, I think I'd fight a little bit to make sure that can be possible, and see what would happen. Let's take a break. We'll be back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Are you overwhelmed by the uncertainty of life? For many, uncertainty can lead to fear and unhealthy life habits. 
In Dr. Randy's teaching, Intentional Living When You Are Sick and Tired, you'll learn about the Apostle Paul's work with a church that exhausted and overwhelmed him and his commitment to walk by faith. When you give right now, we'll send you this teaching and we'll toss in God Hears and Answers, a book by Dr. Randy on developing a vibrant prayer life that will grow your faith and confidence in God during times of uncertainty. We'll email you this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools each month. To receive the teaching and the book, call 888-888-1717 today or visit theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. You know, the uh, God Hears and Answers prayer book will be something that you'll enjoy, and I hope it will be a great encouragement to you. You can see it if you're watching on Facebook, um, and it's also available through our website, of course. You can see a picture there. This uh, this book of a little over 100 pages really focuses on empowering your relationship in, with Christ and also features 30 days of intentional prayer. And it's our gift to those of you who are coming to join us this month be a part of intentional living. You hear the stories and you're a part of making life change possible uh, through God's word and through this message here, through our podcast, through our events and everything going on. So thank you for your support. Okay. Uh, go to theintentionallife.com or call 888-888-1717 and press number two so you can join us. And now that we're in February, I want to just remind you, we're going to be opening the, uh, the ticket window here online in just a couple of weeks uh, for our Michigan date night coming to Jackson, Michigan, and to Mount Pleasant in April. And it's going to be just an evening, two or three hours. I'm going to just, I'm going to talk about how you can invest your head, heart, and your hand into your marriage and get back peace, uh, intimacy, closeness, um, and it's possible in your marriage. It's going to be a fun night, tell a lot of stories, things I don't share on the air from my own experience, be an encouragement to you, bring some other couples, make it a make it an evening where you bring some couples that just maybe are at that point they need to be, they just need to hear the truth in an environment that's safe. You know who I am. You know it's going to be safe to be there. I'll be sharing the truth in a non-threatening way, but a way that uh, uh, when you leave, you're going to have the power of one thing. Uh, for your marriage. So anyway, that's coming up. Jackson, Jackson, Michigan, and uh, my hometown, by the way, Jackson, and then Mount Pleasant coming up in April. I don't have the dates in front of me. I think it's it's a Thursday and Friday. I know that. Thursday in Jackson uh, and uh, Friday in Mount Pleasant, mid-April. Anyway, I'll get you the dates uh, next time. Uh, and then I said, the tickets, where, where do you get tickets? They'll be open. The window's not open yet online, but it will be here in the next uh, few days. 20th and 21st. 20th and 21st. Thank you, Gino. Mr. Mister uh, Facebook there, he looked it up for me. 20th and 21st. 20th and Jackson, 21st of April um, in Mount Pleasant. Anyway, we'll get you the uh, get you the link for the, the tickets here so you can come. It's a... First come, first serve. Love to have you be a part of it. All right. Uh, let's get back to our questions. Uh, Galen, uh, with a question. Uh, go right ahead. Hello, Randy. I've been listening to your show a long time. In your discussion about intentional living, how long does it take to do the one right thing? If you're driving a car, uh, sometimes it has to be fast. 
other times it has to be steady to make sure you are going to make the right decision when it comes. A lot of times people choose to not do the right thing when even the Bible says his burden is light. Just do what he tells you to do, what he tells you to do, and life's easier. That's a great question, uh, Galen. Uh, and, I, and as I was listening to your question, I was thinking in business, one of the things I've always tried to practice in my leadership in business is the meeting before the meeting. What I mean by that is you prepare yourself before you go to the meeting. Because sometimes you go into a meeting that you know is going to be difficult, but if you can talk and prepare before the meeting to talk to a few people and so on, when you get into the meeting, it makes the meeting a lot easier. The meeting before the meeting. Business people, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the same thing, same principle that works in life. It's the decisions you make before you have to make the decision. If your decision is, hey, when I face something that I know could have a moral impact on my life, or uh, when I'm facing a decision that I know could have a financial impact on my life, or a relational impact on my life, I'm already making a decision in advance when I face these kinds of situations, here is how I'm going to respond. Joseph did this in the Old Testament. You see Joseph when, I'm thinking about all this, all that that guy went through, thrown into pit by his brothers, taken into captivity, uh, treated as a slave, a servant, and then rising up to power in the house of the leader, and then tempted by Potiphar's wife sexually. And he was prepared for that because he knew exactly how he was going to respond. He, he didn't let his manhood or his emotions or his... Uh, uh, you know, whatever it is that overtakes a man at those moments to take over in his life. He was prepared. So he had a meeting with himself before that meeting. And so to answer your question, Galen, I, I, as simply as I can, maybe I complicate it too much. It's uh, being prepared to do the next right one thing. And you work off of the principles. So when you face something where you got to make a decision, you're ready to go. You're not being caught. Okay. All right, uh, let's go to Marjorie. Uh, let me see here. Oh, no, yes, we got a we got a call on the line here. Go go right ahead. What, what's your question? No, Jody. Let's go Hi, to Jody. My name is uh, Marjorie, and yes, okay. I am really enjoying your programs about marriage. I I'm just curious as to how, as a believer and a follower of Christ, I'm supposed to behave and what my obligations and how hard do I fight? I might not have a marriage. And it is in limbo. My husband is in basic training, but I've asked for a divorce. What advice you might have on how to pray for my husband and how to prepare our two, four, and five-year-old children for the possibilities without damaging their relationship with their father or their trust in the family system. I don't know. I just, I love listening to you guys. You always have insightful Mm. bits. I appreciate your ministry. Thank you. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you, Marjorie. I'm sorry I got that mess, mixed up. We'll get back to Jody here in just a moment. Uh, but Marjorie, um, you had a lot in that question. How do I prepare my kids? How do I make it so it's not going to hurt my kids? I'm not sure if we're going to get a divorce. My husband is not here. Uh, so you got a lot of uncertainty. And whenever we have a level of uncertainty, we try to control things. 
And, and the fact is you can't control how your kids are going to respond to a divorce. Some respond differently than others. You, can't, you cannot uh, control what your husband's going to do or not do. So you can only control what I call the three-foot rule, what's within about three foot of yourself, your attitude, your words, your mind, your thinking. And so if you're at a place where you think your marriage is coming to an end, um, I would pray like crazy to say, God, I need you to intervene into my marriage. And uh, I need you to intervene in the life of my life and the life of my husband and to help us see if there's an opportunity to reconcile. And when he's back to be able to get into counseling, I would be proactive in that regard. However, if you're saying that you're already at the end and the marriage is over, then you need to continue to be the mom that those kids need. You need to love them, pray for them. Um, don't tell them too much. What's age appropriate? Loving them. Don't criticize dad. We always tell people live the way that you want to live five years, 10 years. What you, what you want your kids to remember about you during this stage in your life. I think that's important. Okay, I hope that helps, Marjorie, and we'll be praying for you. We'll be back with Jody. Hang on, Jody. We'll get to your uh, question, I think, about finances here in just a minute. And then Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, in spite of all of these things, and this is only part of it, we know that he was shipwrecked and he was put in prison. Come on now, you talk about being sick and tired. Whatever it is we're facing, Paul faced more. And here's a verse for those of us, and I say this to our members today, you may be facing cancer, you may have somebody in your family that's struggling, you may be going through it in your life right now, or someone you know and close to you, and they're just sick and tired. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Perhaps the most important lesson I've taught in, well, very many months is the month of February. This lesson on um, when intentional living matters, when you're feeling sick and tired because it matters. And our members, you'll be receiving this here mid-month, both video and audio. I hope you'll share it with someone you know who's just sick and tired of life, overwhelmed, tired, discouraged, struggling. Intentional living makes a difference. It's a lesson right from 2 Corinthians 4 and 5 that'll be very, well, just going to be flat out honest about how you deal with these uh, moments and months and maybe years in your life because uh, God loves you. And so watch for it. It'll be coming your way. All of you who are new members, you joined us in January. You'll be receiving it automatically, both video and audio, and some of you still by CD. And if there's any confusion you don't receive, let us know. Okay, we'll make sure that all the systems get working, so you receive these teaching every month. You're welcome to share it with others. If you're not a member, you're not a part of this, come and be a part of Intentional Living. We want to get these teachings to you every month. Just go to theintentionallife.com. Click on the little Donate button there. Join us in monthly support, whatever God lays on your heart to keep us going, and uh, you'll be automatically uh, added to the list. We'll get it to you. Again, theintentionallife.com, or if it's more, it's easier for you just to call 888-888-1717, that's great, press number two, and you can talk to our staff, okay? 888-888-1717. All right, uh, sorry about this, Jody, got a little confused there. Let's get back uh, to your question. Go right ahead. I am a single mom. I have a 13-year-old. I've been a single mom her entire life. Um, I am a social worker, and I've lived on a very limited income 
And God has just really been working on my heart about uh, making changes to my finances. I have uh, very bad credit because of the choices I've made. I'm also in debt for student loans to the tune of about $45,000. I do have hope. I know that God has given me a brain to use, and um, I believe that uh, I'm going to be able to get even more frugal and wiser with my finances. I've already begun to see changes um, in just the choices that I make, but I would love your feedback. And if you know if there is any um, options for me in reducing that student loan debt, um, unfortunately I've allowed all the loans to default, and I'm dealing with that as well. So not a great financial situation, but I do have, uh, you talked about earlier, the MAD. So I do have the attitude, and I have the mindset that it's time to clean up the wreckage of my past and move forward with a godly um, mindset about my finances. Oh, and I'm also not tithing. <laughs> um, every time I start tithing, I um, end up feeling like I can't afford to tithe, and I stop. So I'd appreciate your time, and I hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Well, you, thank you. Thank you for the question, uh, Jody. I think you're partway around the basis here because you have that attitude. Some people just, you know, I'm in a ditch, I'm in a hole, I'm stuck, and I'll just pull the dirt over and bury myself. Um, and you're saying no. I want to I want to change the disasters of the past, and I want to be different. I want to honor God. I want to get back on track. I want to do the next right one thing. And you reference this mad thing. That's a teaching that I do uh, about getting mad enough to change. And it says, first of all, M for changing your mind, getting your thinking straight. You can do all things through Christ. It strengthens you. You can get out of this. You can resolve this. You may have to make some tough decisions, change your life like you're doing, be intentional, have accountability, get some outside help, you know, get people that can hold you accountable. If you're not good with money, get somebody to help you put a budget together and then call you every week and say, how you doing? Cutting up the credit cards or whatever else it is that gets you in trouble. And then the A for mad, M-A-A for attitude, having an attitude, and you have a great attitude. And then the letter D is for making the decision to say, I'm going to act. I'm going to get the help. I'm going to act. I'm going to do the next right one thing. I am not going to stay stuck in this uh, in this mess and when you do that you're really going to change your life that's really what it is and uh, you're doing the right thing and uh, you'll make it listen uh, Jody the best thing I could tell you is just get some help get somebody to come alongside of you encourage you um, you know you met like Dave Ramsey he's got a lot of interesting resources that can help you and there's others the crown financial ministry folks that uh, we know and have worked with over the years. They've got some great resources as well from a Christian perspective. And so there's plenty of resources available. There's different programs. We teach 101080, which is really simple. Learn to, to tithe. And if you can't start with 10 or you don't feel you have enough faith, start with one, start with 2%, whatever. But get started and be intentional. And then setting aside at least 10% for savings, for emergency, uh, and then learning to live on 80%. Or if you really want to grow, learn to live on 70% and invest and uh, tithe and save and share with the others. All right, we're out of time today. If you got a question for me, you want to talk to me in a future program uh, with a question, maybe a decision you're trying to make, just looking to talk to a brother in Christ. I'm here for you from Intentional Living. 
call Stephen and uh, he'll try to set you up at 888-888-1717. For Jennifer, Gino on Facebook, and for Stephen, uh, my producer here, thank you for the day. I'm Dr. Randy. Have a great day. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.